Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? You know, we've been studying in the book of Mark for a little while now, um, and uh, we've seen a lot of miracles, a lot of things that Jesus has done, and a lot of this is because he's training up his 12 men, his 12 disciples, his 12 apostles, and he's shown them various things. I mean, he's, he's shown them miracles consisting of uh, raising people from the dead, even last week we saw that, but we saw that he had complete power over creation in the midst of a storm peace be still and we saw that the storm had to listen to him all of creation had to listen to him and then we also know that he's been teaching he's been teaching and he's been casting out demons and basically so the disciples have been with him and we've been with him on this journey but the disciples have been with him learning of Jesus and what he's doing is he's equipping them he's equipping his men to do his work to do the mission and the ministry of his work remember this is Jesus's earthly ministry and the first priority is to raise up these 12 men. And so what he's shown them so far in summary is that he has all authority over creation. He's shown them that he has all authority over every spiritual force. And he's shown them that he even has all authority over life and death. And that's powerful. But again, it's all part of his training program, his ministry training program, not only for us, but for his 12 men. And then today we're going to see another lesson Essentially, it's the last lesson before Jesus sends them out on their first missionary journey. We're going to see Jesus is going to send out the 12 men, his apostles, his disciples, out on their first missionary journey. And it's pretty amazing. And so with that, let's dive in. Mark chapter 6, verse 1. I'll read through verse 6, and then we'll dive in. Then he, that's of course speaking of Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. And Father, this is your word. And Lord, we just invite you into this teaching, into this lesson. Lord, help me to get out of the way. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this congregation upon this fellowship for those that are here and those that aren't here lord we just pray you bless them each one of us lord and let our hearts be changed by your truth we praise you and honor you in jesus name amen you know jesus goes to his own hometown that's what's being said here he goes back to nazareth 
And the people in his hometown, we see, reject him. And you know, we might be able to relate to this. I don't know about you, but I think we probably all have family and friends once we become a Christian, or maybe we spent time backsliding, like some of us, you know, we don't, you don't have to raise your hand. You spend time backsliding and then you come back to the Lord, and then your family, your relatives, your friends, they're like, uh-huh, sure, sure, I'll believe it when I see it. But even when they see it, sometimes they don't believe it, right? But we see that Jesus is going back to his hometown, and his own family, his own friends, all those people around there are skeptical. You know, we were at a uh, pastor's conference this last week, and I have to tell you, it was great to just get away. Um, Hugh and I went to the pastor's conference, and it was over in Oregon at this ranch. It was just a good time just to get alone with the Lord. We even got to sit under, under the stars because it was almost like summer weather, and um, it was just a good time. But we went through the book of Ephesians, and there were some powerful lessons by many pastors that were there. And one of the pastors that was teaching was talking about how he's a runner and how um, one of the crucial things about running is that you got to make sure you have good shoes. And when your shoes get old, you cast off the old shoes and get new shoes. And you have to do that because if you don't do that, it can cause serious injury. It can cause harm. It can cause pain, fatigue, and serious injury. And you know, it's like that in the Christian life. Do you understand that? You and I are called to die to self, and we're called to put on the new man. You know, and he was talking about that, and it's a good reminder for all of us. I don't care how mature you are in the faith. The old man is just one bad day away from returning. In fact, the old man is just one bad decision away. Or one bad low blood sugar day. You know, have you ever had those? Um, you know, somebody gets hangry, you know, and then they say something they shouldn't. It's just proof that we need a Savior. It's just proof that we have this dying, decaying flesh that God is not going to save. He's going to get rid of this flesh. We get new bodies. But in the spiritual, we need to cast off the old continually and walk in the new man, the newness of life. Because if we do not do that, we can cause injury not only to ourselves, not only pain to ourselves, but understand it will cause pain and injury to those around us. Do you understand that? I mean, if you think about the collateral damage that's caused by a bad day, and sometimes it's irreversible, unfortunately. But the old man must be subdued. And the only way to subdue the old man is to put on the new man. To put on those new shoes, you know, the new man every day. The new man in Christ is something we have to do every single day. And here's the thing, though. The people that we know that knew us before Jesus, B.C., before Christ, or the people that, that are skeptical in our lives, when we fall into those old ways, then they have ammunition to say, see, they haven't changed. That's the same old person. She's the same lady she used to be before Jesus. But again, don't beat yourself up. Just get back to the cross. Go back to Jesus. He will restore you again and again. Just get back to him. Put on the new man. But something else I want us to understand, because this is a valuable lesson. Understand this. We're not better than Jesus. And even though Jesus was Mashiach, he was Messiah, he was casting out demons, he was healing the sick, he was raising people from the dead, and they still were skeptical. They still didn't believe he was who he says he was. You know, verse 2 tells us he goes in, which was his custom, he goes in on the Sabbath day to teach from the synagogue. And the second part of verse 2 says this, And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? You know, it seems like they're, they're fascinated and they're amazed 
by what Jesus has done, but we're going to see they're a little skeptical. And this is just them saying, wait a second, who is this guy? How can he have this kind of wisdom? How can he be doing these things that we hear about? Because look at verse 3, and listen to their skepticism here. Verse 3, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Do you know Jesus offends people? (laughs) Do you realize that? We as Christians, we often offend people. But that's okay. And I need you to understand that word offend in the Greek, it means, to scan, it means scandal or to scandalize. But the root word of that, that word itself is a stumbling block. It causes people to stumble. And right here in this passage, we see prophecy coming true. Because in Isaiah chapter 8, you don't have to turn there, but Isaiah chapter 8, if you're taking notes, it's verse 14 and 15. We see that Isaiah prophesied of the Mashiach, of Messiah, that he would be a stumbling block. He would be an offense to many. Even in Romans, you know, when Paul talks about the gospel, it's a stumbling block to the Jews. Jesus is a stumbling block. He's an offense to many. But don't let that discourage you. Because Jesus told us it would happen. Isaiah told us it would happen. But you know what, what's going on here is it's almost as if they're saying, if you look at that first part, it says, is this not the carpenter? Remember, he's coming in teaching as a rabbi, and they're questioning his credentials. They're looking at him going, wait a second, who's this guy? Who does he think he is? He's a carpenter. We saw him grow up. We know his whole family. And his siblings are there. And remember, Jesus had earthly brothers and sisters. We looked at this before, but it tells us all of his brothers and sisters are there. We know his family. And here's the testimony about that when we talked about it before. All of his brothers and sisters, from what we can understand and see through Scripture, they didn't believe in Jesus at first. And remember, a few chapters back, we saw they thought he was going out of his mind. They came to rescue him. But here's the beautiful testimony, and I've mentioned it before, but it's one of the most powerful testimonies and proofs of the resurrection. From history, we know all of them believed after his resurrection. His own family eventually believed, and some of them became extremely amazing and awesome pastors. And it's this amazing thing. Because it's a testimony to who Jesus truly is. But remember this. We know that Mary, you know, she had other kids with Joseph. They were half-brothers and sisters. We know that he had a different father. He had a a heavenly father. Remember this. The bloodline comes through the father. The bloodline comes through the father. Now, every single person from Adam on was uh, SIN positive, okay, in their bloodstream. They had a sin nature. Every single person from Adam on, once the fall happened, every single person in their bloodline, they carried the sin nature, the fallen nature. Which is why Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, had to have a heavenly father. Because a new bloodline was introduced, one that was not tainted. And he had an earthly mother so he could be fully human, so he could take all of our sins, so he could be the propitiation. He could be the legitimate sacrifice. He had to be fully human And yet to live a perfect life, he had to have a new bloodline from the Father, and he had to be fully God. And we know that Mary was a blessed lady, but she's not to be worshipped, and she's not a perpetual virgin, and she's not a co-redemptress. She's a human being, but she was blessed. And she is a great example of what a godly woman should be. And the Lord used her in a mighty way. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.